Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 269. Look at Acts chapter 15, verses 22 through 29. Let's read our passage. Then the apostles and the elders with the whole church decided to select men who were among them and to send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. Judas, called Barsabbas, and Silas, both leading men among the brothers. They wrote, From the apostles and the elders, your brothers, to the brothers and sisters among the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia, Greetings, since we have heard that some without our authorization went out from us and troubled you with their words and unsettled your hearts, we have unanimously decided to select men and send them to you, along with our dearly loved Barnabas and Paul who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore we have sent Judas and Silas, who will personally report the same things by word of mouth. For it was the Holy Spirit's decision, and ours, not to place further burdens on you beyond these requirements, that you abstain from food offered to idols, from blood, from eating anything that has been strangled, and from sexual immorality. You will do well if you keep yourselves from these things. Farewell. This is the end of the Jerusalem Council. Some people from Judea had gone up into Antioch and were saying that you must be circumcised in order to be saved. Church at Antioch sent a delegation down to Jerusalem to consult with the mother church. The church debated and Peter gave his recitation of what had happened with the house of Cornelius where the Holy Spirit came upon Gentiles. Paul and Barnabas shared their experiences taking the gospel to Gentiles. Then James, the leader of the church, gave a scriptural basis for God's love for Gentiles, then gave a recommendation. So now, verse 22, Then the apostles and the elders with the whole church decided to select men who were among them and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. Judas called Barsabbas, and Silas, both leading men among the brothers. So here we see this threefold listing again, the apostles, the elders, the whole church. So the apostles, Peter is the leader of the apostles, the elders, James is the leader of the elders, and the entire church is part of this, and they decide they're going to send a letter back to Antioch, but more than just a letter, they're going to send people to bring the letter and give a verbal report So there's no question about what is intended here. It says they chose Judas called Barsabbas and Silas. Now we don't know anything about this Judas, but we do know about Silas. It says they were both leading men among the brothers. Now in verse 32, when they're up in Antioch, it says they're both prophets. Now Silas, we do know something about him. Silas is a shortened form of Silvanus, a Greek name. And Silas is who's going to accompany Paul on his second missionary journey that we'll see later on. They uh, send this letter, and the style of the letter is, it's a Greco-Roman style. It's not a Jewish style. This shows the the degree of uh, accommodation that the, the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem are making here. They want to communicate very clearly, so they're actually composing the letter in a Greco-Roman style versus the normal style of writing they would use in Jerusalem. So verse 23, they wrote, 
from the apostles and the elders, your brothers, to the brothers and sisters among the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. Greetings. So they're addressing it to the, the Gentile churches. And then verse 24, since we have heard that some without authorization went out from us and troubled you with their words and unsettled your hearts. So they're making it clear here. Those guys were running rogue. They weren't our emissaries. They weren't operating under our authorization. Verse 25, we've unanimously decided to select men and send them to you along with our dearly loved Barnabas and Paul who risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it says that the decision is unanimous. Now, unanimous, the content of the letter, or unanimous to send the men along with them. Uh, I think it's unanimous both ways. Verse 27, Therefore we have sent Judas and Silas, who will personally report the same things by word of mouth. So I want to make sure that things are very clear. They're writing the letter in the style of the Greco-Roman world because it's going to be read to a primarily Gentile church. And they're sending these guys, Judas and Silas, to give a personal word-of-mouth report. Verse 28, For it was the Holy Spirit's decision, and ours, not to place further burdens on you beyond these requirements. The Holy Spirit was brought up by Peter as the evidence that God has chosen to allow Gentiles to become believers, but they're basically saying that the Holy Spirit has guided them in their discussions, guided them in their decision, and the Holy Spirit has guided them not to place any additional burdens on the Gentiles. Other than these requirements, verse 29, that you abstain from food offered to idols, from blood, from eating anything that's been strangled, and from sexual immorality. You'll do well if you keep yourselves from these things. Farewell. So this goes along with the suggestion that James brought up, saying we can't require them to be circumcised. We can't require them to become Jews. But they should probably do these things. And it seems that the whole idea here is so they can get along well with the Jewish people. That these things are detestable to Jews. Now there's a lot of debate on this particular list of things. Why these? And some look back to Leviticus, Leviticus 17 and 18. And these things are actually mentioned there as requirements for all of the Israelites and aliens living among them. So these were Leviticus requirements for even Gentiles living in Israel that uh, they follow these basic rules. This is kind of a summary of uh, Leviticus 17 and 18. And there's debate on, uh, there's, there's always debate, but uh, some say that's, that's not exactly it. It's just these were things that were the reason they're prohibited in Leviticus 17 and 18 because these were the cultic practices of the surrounding areas. And these are things that would be practiced in any pagan cult. And the whole point is to avoid the, the cult practices of the world around them. And there's debate about the, the word sexual immorality. The word is actually pornea in the Greek. What does it really mean? Does it just mean any immoral act sexually? 
or is it specifically referring to certain things like in uh, a lot of the things addressed in Leviticus 18 are dealing with sexual activity with relatives and, and does it include that? And there's debate over that. Would uh, Gentiles hear pornea and start thinking of the requirements of Leviticus? They know what it means. It just generally means sexual immorality. and That's why it gets translated that way. So the, the point is that they're given the things that are so outlandish to the Jewish world and told, don't do these things because you've got to get along with your Jewish brothers and sisters. Now, Silas is the shortened form of Silvanus. And we see him mentioned in Paul's letters. He's mentioned in 2 Corinthians 1.19, 1 Thessalonians 1.1, 1, 1, 2 Thessalonians 1.1. 1, 1. And it's most certainly the, uh, the Silvanus he mentions is Silas that we see in the book of Acts. Now there's question about a Silvanus who's mentioned by Peter. In 1 Peter 5 verse 12, Peter refers to the person who's doing the writing for him. The term is the amenusis. This is somebody who um, basically takes the detection and writes the letter. And Peter says it, it's by the hand of Silvanius that he's sending this letter. So is this the same Silvanius, the same Silas that we see here in the book of Acts? It's unknown. Some say, oh yes, definitely. Others say uh, it's not such a certain thing, but it, could, it might be. It very well could be. So the church at Jerusalem has got together. They have uh, discussed the matter. They've prayed about the matter. They have decided that the, the Holy Spirit is guiding them, that Gentiles do not have to become Jews. Gentiles do not have to be circumcised, but that they should follow these four basic prohibitions and that they, they can then peacefully coexist with their Jewish brethren, but also uh, keep themselves pure. So they're sending a letter back to Antioch to give the report to the people of Antioch. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Acts.